0: Hey, everyone. Hey, and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee. I'm going to kick off, as I always, always begin, by saying thank you so much for listening. If you're not aware of what this show is, we're taking the entire oeuvre of Metallica, flipping it into alphabetical order, putting each song into each episode, and going through and, you know, critiquing, celebrating, decrying, uh, as today may be. But, yeah, this is all about Metallica. This is Alpha (laughs) Metallica. Thank you so much uh, for joining me, as ever. Please um, follow the show on Twitter. Please leave us a review on iTunes iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, on podcasts, wherever you listen to the show, leave us a comment, Uh, get in touch with us as well, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show and you want to talk about a Metallica song, let me know. I pretty much got all the A's and B's and mostly the C's all booked in now, but if there's something in the future that you want to come on, let me know, we can book that in, we can get you on, I'm sure it'll be brilliant. Um, We've got the Patreon as well, Patreon.com forward slash Alpha Metallica, if you want to support the show, you want to give back, you get access basically on the Patreon to episodes that will eventually come out on the YouTube channel, but you get the preview access, so uh, at the moment, our Mission to Lars review is on there with Nick, and we've got um, uh, something that I'm recording at the moment, actually, a sort of grand history of Metallica and Napster, actually, what went down there, I've accrued so many books reading about Metallica, and I've got so many sort of interesting insights and quotes that I never knew about from just watching sort of blasé MTV documentaries, so if you want to know the true story about Metallica and Napster, or maybe a slightly biased British version, go onto the Patreon, and you can listen to it there, and it'll be on the YouTube first, but... um. Yeah, very excited to get into the day song. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting chat, and I'm joined by someone who's been on my my other podcast, my my Battle Rap podcast, Battle Rap Resume. It's uh, John Whitmore. How's it going,
1: man? I'm um, very good, Tom. How are you doing, mate?
0: V- very well, very well. And um, you're um, you're quote unquote a bit of a metal authority, aren't you? In certain ways.
1: Well, I wouldn't say authority. <laughs> I've I've ser- I've, ser- I've certainly uh, written about it it quite a bit and uh, thought about it even more. But yeah, I used to. Um, I used to write for several metal websites including the Circle Pier and the Monolith and you know Metal Injection and you know various places like that so it's uh, yeah, That's amazing, isn't
0: yeah. It? and um I more of a
1: sort of extreme speed end of the scale is that right or um, well to be honest with you um um, stuff that's 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 now considered probably heavier than Metallica and, and potentially much more niche than mm. uh, than Metallica. So, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that that, that speed metal is, is is necessarily my thing. But you know, it's uh, uh, the more the more the more technical genres definitely are. Sure, sure, sure,
0: of course. And I mean, um, Metallica uh, as an entity, as, as a behemoth. Um, when did you first become aware of them?
1: Oh, I'd I'd say probably, oh, probably around, you know, I was age, sorry, about 14 or something like that. Mm. I um, I found a copy of like Ride the Lightning at, uh, at, at a boot fair and I right. uh, remember buying it and j- just sort of uh, thinking that, you know, this just must be the most, the most incredibly incendiary music. And of course, Ride the, Ride the Lightning is, but like, you know, it just, it just seems so exciting back then, age 14, you know, mm. that just something just sort of drew me to, drew me to it.
0: I, I mean, like, were you much of a fan? Because I mean, obviously, we've mostly spoken about um, Angry Man poems. We've not spoken <laughs> much about uh, about Metallica. Like, you know, were they were they a big band for yourself, or um,
1: you know what? They are. They they're one of the because they were so huge, and because like they're they're, they're even at a time you know growing up in the nineties you know my formative when my formative years were mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of heavy music that was in the what you might might be considered the mainstream or accessible to like the, the that you know younger people so metallica were very much like a, a gateway to other things for me um and that's where i see them you know that i that when i was very young you know i i, I really did like them but quickly moved on to um other things, other things mm. that we're going to sort of, because, uh, you know, like Metallica are not a, an angsty band. They're an angry band, but not an angsty band. Yep. And when you become 15, 16, 17, you need that angst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so... it, it, it's, it's not, say, angsty, is it? <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Exactly. Balls. <laughs> 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 yeah exactly <laughs> you, can, you can
0: take you can take the battle rapper out. but you know i i get I, I get what you're saying yeah and you know part of the reason that i wanted to get you on the show obviously because you know I, I know that you're yeah, as i say maybe not authority but you know you know a lot about this music you're definitely uh, interesting about this and i think us, us doing a song like this as well like maybe us doing enter sandman or sad but true would have been a little bit redundant perhaps but something like brandenburg gate which is, you know, a song that most people maybe not be aware of. Because, uh, did you were you aware of Lulu as a concept before beginning research for this?
1: Um, yeah, I I was, you know, like I <laughs> I'm I'm am am a fan of Lou Reed's um desire to experiment, and I oh, I just thought that it would be, you know, because Metallica have a similar desire to experiment. But they don't quite push it far enough. Hmm. So I thought, always thought it was quite an interesting concept, but that you know, it it turned out in the way that it turned out. And you know, I'm sure we'll we'll get to my, my various <laughs> opinions about how it turned out. But like you know, I always thought that as a as a concept, it could it it was really interesting. But you know. Mm, mm, mm. Concepts often are.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and, and they definitely, you know, Metallica—they—they they don't settle. They're not kind of an Aerosmith who just play the hits on these bloated stadium tours. We, I mean, they're kind of doing that at the moment in America, but you know, creatively, they're going out of their multi-million-dollar comfort <laughs> zone um to, to to a certain extent. And I think it's worth us doing a little bit of context here um about Lulu, mm. about this, you know, this collab between uh, Lou Reed and Metallica from 2011. So it began um, as my research. Um, Seem to show. Uh, October 29th, 30th in 2009, there were basically two Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts. These were 25th anniversary concerts at Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, some of the most famous inductees were playing to sort of celebrate this Cleveland, I don't know what it is, kind of like jamboree that it is. It's kind of a. The mm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a weird thing. Like I kind of like it just because. I, I like finding out about bands that were quote-unquote important, but it's kind of... I don't know if you saw recently, Pearl Jam were inducted and their drummer wore this shirt that had all the bands that hadn't been inducted and there were so many glaring, like, what? Why?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, like, with any Hall of Fame, there is a great deal of politics surrounding mm. um, who, who gets into that Hall of Fame. And, it, you know, it can be down to uh, who, 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 who you've pissed off You know, like, with the Baseball Hall of Fame, you know, Pete Rose, potentially, like, the the arguably the best hitter ever, and, you know, one of the most influential players ever, will never get in just because of his personality, and what, you know, you know, and I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a very similar thing, Mm. the fact, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that... uh, it basically took the death of Joey to get the uh, the Ramones in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yeah. you know, they were, yeah, they were as you say, they were glaring omissions. It's a weird one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a weird one. I am um, Maiden, Finn Lizzy are two that sparked to mind as well. That are just you know huge influential people. But uh, yeah, regardless, that, that that's for another day. So at these concerts, um, you know, the, the, the idea was that like bands would play their own songs and they'd be joined by guests. So um, you know, Metallica played. They did on the second night. They did one um, bell tolls. By the way there's someone in the comments that keeps calling out the fact that I call the song For Whom the Bells Toll rather than Bell Tolls I realise it Coenter, I'm working on it you know it's, it's a little <laughs> there. Um, and they played Enter Sandman as well and they, they had um, three guests on they had Ozzy who played Iron Man and Paranoid they had Kinks Ray Davis who did You Really Got Me and All Day and All Night and they had Lou Reed um, you know who came on and they did Sweet Jane and White Light White Heat I'm not going to pretend to know those songs my Lou Reed I kind of know a little bit of Velvet Underground I know Transform uh, as i'm sure most 17 year olds discovered it you know just because it's got that sort of iconic urban outfit as album cover and it's quite good accessible <laughs> kind of like faux hip rock or whatever you know but but regardless they teamed up and um, supposedly they did their thing and they were all leaving, they were all getting in the limousines and Lou Reed basically turned to Lars and said look, we should make a record one day and 18 months later, you know, they were doing just that and this is from, what I'm going to read now is from Into the Black, um, which is a second volume of an incredible uh, uh, history of Metallica by Paul Brannigan and Ian Winwood, had Paul Brannigan on the show a few months ago to discuss this book definitely check out that interview if you haven't listened to it and it says quote, in principle at least the decision by Lou Reed and Metallica to marry their fortunes together in this way are uh, you recording the album serve both performer and band well the most insidious threat to artists whose music once invited unease and discomfort from the listener is that over time they'll eventually be seen as just another part of the cultural furniture while in 1986 Metallica inspired a journalist to write that the band was quote dirty obnoxious noisy ugly and I hate them before conceding that you can't deny the success a quarter of a century later the return of the groups music to this era was viewed as being a matter of great reassurance similarly once an anthropologist Fetamine lunatic that foisted metal mu- metal machine music on the world. By 2011, Lou Reed was widely regarded as a lovable old grouch. But by joining forces over three months at HQ, both parties would emerge with a collection of songs that would remind everyone that it was still unwise to take either artist for granted. And you know, if you're going to say one thing about Brandenburg Gate and Lulu as a whole, John, it's quite divisive.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it certainly divides opinion. But then, to be honest with you, every Metallica album, pretty much since Cliff Burton died, has divided opinion. True, true, true. <laughs> you know, and uh, to, to, like I guess that's what has made them uh, like maintain a sort of relevancy is the fact that they have divided opinion, um, uh, uh, and that that the the metal community. Actually, sort of cared enough about their 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 love of Metallica from the old times to still remain upset whenever they produced an album they didn't think was was uh, was up to standard. You know, so like yeah, as you say, like it's a it's a, it's a it's a it's a subject that that divides <clears throat> people because believe it or not, you know, Lou Reed, I would say, is pretty much a is quite a hero within within the metal community because, mm-hmm. as you say, like you know, he he pushed the limits of noise before there, before, you know, 25 years before noise was itself a genre, sure. uh, you know, and, and I think that that's, uh, it, it, it really cleared the way for a lot of extreme music. And so having a, having a collaboration between, uh, these two, these two art, well, this group and this artist, you know, for a lot of people, it, it, it could have been amazing and, it kind of turned out a little bit, a little bit bland.
0: Yeah, and it's worth saying as well that I mean, it is a collaboration, but it's more Metallica at the back in bands to stream of consciousness. Lou Reed. Yeah, one
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent, and I believe that the whole album was recorded live. Yeah, as well. So, like that would potentially aid that you know that notion that stream of consciousness you know we'll we'll play and you just uh chat over the top and uh you know mm-hmm. it you know it yeah i think very much so
0: yeah yeah and just before we get into the song as a whole i found quite an interesting quote by um the kind of famed american essayist chuck klosterman uh writing about lulu he said quote if the red hot chili peppers acoustically covered the 12 worst primus songs for starbucks <laughs> <laughs> it would be slightly Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would
1: be slightly better than this so I mean to be fair I want that to be fair <laughs> I, as, a, as a massive Primers fan and someone who thinks that like that red hot chili peppers are music for people who don't like music right right um, that, that's just that's just entertained me so much I'd actually really want to want to hear that record if only for like flagellation
0: Yes, yeah, yeah 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 good, good. Jesus I, I, you know, it, did, it did divide opinion uh, you know some people referred to it uh, the BBC called it Lutalica which I appreciate um, uncovered magazine which is you know for, for our international listeners is quite an esteemed um, if mainstream slightly kind of tweedy publication called it the most extraordinary passionate and just plain brilliant record either participant has made for a long time which is it's a little it's a little bit over the top and
1: uh, look let, let's I'd say that that person doesn't get out much and despite writing for uncut potentially doesn't listen to that much music <laughs> I think,
0: I think, yeah, I think, I think that's fair. And this is a, you know, it's a, it's a double <laughs> album. Um, this is as well. And, oh God. you know, which, is, and it's a long album as well. You know, there's a hell of a lot of songs on here. And it is kind of marketed more as a sort of, you know, Lou Reed thing. And Brandenburg Gate is the opener. And, you know, you, you'd be forgiven for thinking it was quite traditional at the start. It has a slightly chaotic strum pattern, but it's kind of calming, isn't it? Those chords.
1: Uh, yeah, they are, but you know, like, like man, like I, I I'm assuming that it's Kirk that Kurt, uh, Kirk playing that, and like Kirk can play anything and make it sound uh, and make it sound nice, you know. So it's. Uh, see this is the thing now now my individual sentiments about the band as a whole are coming out because it's like oh yeah if kirk's if kirk's playing on it you know i'll listen to it because i love him you know he's just like this soft cuddly toy of a human being and yes. you know he's just you know i just i just want to show all all the love i've got for kirk and uh and say oh the, let's put the bass player to the side and power off the other two do you know what i mean <laughs>
0: right, right right right
1: so you're not you're not a james but, uh, yeah. you're not a james hetfield fan no uh, not massively no wow no, like you know, I I think that he he has a tremendous tone in his vocals, um, and has there's a lot of atmosphere there. You know, it's like it's, it's like the performance is incredible, and you can't really can't really fault that. Um, but I, I I apart like I was, I kind of wish he would like just sing. You know, like, they would get an extra guitarist in live and, you know, just as... What? John, you know, I'm, I'm John, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like,
0: he's an incredible,
1: um, he's an incredible guitar
0: player and, and comp- compositionally genius riff maker.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying don't write songs. I'm just saying let someone else play them. But, you know, like, let's say, you know... Alpha Metallica like, uh, fans,
0: stray away from the <laughs> dislike button, please. <laughs>
1: No, don't dislike this if you dislike it. But like you know, it's a, as I say, like I, I am I'm a I'm a I'm a Hammett fan all the way. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and uh, as you say, it's it's a very soothing beginning. That you know that that obviously then uh, Lou Reed's virtual uh, vocal sort of like lurch across
0: yeah yeah in, in like it's at once artistic and then oddly amateur i it there's kind of a, <laughs> there's a there's a beautiful uh, juxtaposition balance there and you know you james um you know your your arch nemesis james um you know uh, <laughs> all he all he does okay there's riffs we'll get into the music but small town girl like you know it's weird that that's the refrain for him
1: yeah but again like he's really selling that vocal performance again he you know yep. he, he 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 knows how to sell lines regardless of how he sings them mm-hmm. you know and it's it's a massive talent that, you know that he's been able to sort of transfer that you know from small stage to big stage to record to other people's records to just being back in vocalist to Lou Reed uh you know it's it's a yeah he, you know I'm not saying he's an untalented I'm not saying he's not talented you know mm-hmm. but it's it's um it is a weird refrain for him it, it's in such a different register um, yeah. but as as you were saying like that it's sort of uh, talented but not talented Do you know what i mean like it's sort of professional but amateur sort of way mm. it's really weird how when lars comes in and 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 the beat starts um him and lou reed I'll lock in totally because they're both slightly behind the beat yeah and i don't think on purpose right and you know it's uh, and it and, and it actually makes it actually makes it a fairly enjoyable uh experience listening to the song because much like if you get the mix of like the who playing and you take down uh the guitars and the bass and just listen to roger Daltrey and keith moon they're locked in completely. You know, they are the the the, the essence there, and since not not in the same at like the same level. But like the essence here is like the the, the drums and the vocals are very much uh, entwining, and that's what makes it. It actually made it quite quite interesting listening. Because mm, mm. I must you know I must admit I haven't listened to this album all the way through. I you know and I haven't listened to this 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 song for quite a, quite a while before I, I sat down to. Mm. and i was like ah, oh, you know this actually you know lars's sloppy drumming actually fits here yeah because because lou reed's got a similar feel in terms of how he's approaching it so yeah it's good
0: yeah 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 I, I, it's an interesting canvas uh essentially what metallica carving here and it is just quite repetitive movement that i don't I don't really find it boring. I I kind of like I and again the the lyrics like when you actually read them on paper they leave a lot to be desired. But in the kind of heat of the confusion you can kind of catch some profundity that maybe isn't really there. You know, his mentions of Nosferatu, uh, a graveyard romance can only give one chance as the tombstones weave and breathe. Um, you know, it's kind of a woe is me year nine kind of a, a pine there. But you know, it, it, it's not bad. But but that's Lou Reed, isn't it? Really. We're not expecting these detailed memoirs. It is that kind of slightly transitory, elegiac nature that he inhabits.
1: Yeah, completely. It's like, you know, it, if you throw enough spaghetti at the wall, eventually some will stick to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and and it's, it's, it's certainly a valid technique in how you, know, you, how you, can, how you can approach a, a, a lyric writing. And one that Lou Reed has done all his life. I just think, you know, you have a golden period for, for, for that sort of stuff and uh you know as you're in the man must have been 70 odd when they when they did this
0: mm, yeah yeah no he was yeah nearing the end of his life for sure yeah 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 so it's
1: so it's you know it's it's credit to the man that you know he's able to sort of that, that they did a double album and that they you know that his creativity was still flexing in a similar way to it was back in his heyday so you know you can't really can't really fault him on that
0: yeah yeah no for sure and um i it, yeah, it has, I, ha, you know, obviously I'm studying Metallica constantly for this podcast, appreciating all the facets <laughs> of their personality, and this is certainly a kind of glorious anomaly that a lot of people seem to, like, similar to say anger, a lot of people just hate this thing, like, outwardly, won't give it any chance, won't just appreciate it for what it is, and I'm not saying, John, I'm not saying Brandenburg Gate is good i'm not saying that it's a fantastic piece of music but i just kind of like it i kind of like that the ride the lightning band got to this point and you know at least, <laughs> at, at least they did it like at least it's here
1: yeah and it's if this like this is the thing so many bands go you know with very long careers uh you can't help but have shameful recordings or two and this is by no means a shameful recording. You know, and I don't think that they they get as much shit for this, which is at least a noble failure, than they than they got quite rightly for load and reload, which there was no nobility about at all.
0: John, John, thank no. you so much for disliking load and reload. I I could not. Have oh, been.
1: oh, you know, it's pain. It, it it's is actual pain because because they they're trying to capture something that has gone, yeah. and at least with this, uh, like okay, we're not we're not that band anymore that does all, that did all that stuff and um, oh we've got Lou Reed you know like it's it will be interesting regardless you know whereas load was just a you know was a load of shit really right 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 yeah no
0: no I think it's you know a lot of people I said before a lot of people talk about it, say anger but for me it's it's the, it's the vanilla blandness of Re- load and reload that I find a lot more offensive than you know anything yeah. sonically on anger and you know normally in these episodes we're compositional Sherlock's we're, we're digging through here but there's not too much going on here as I say it's a soundscape it, it's Lou talking about the cook getting drunk and the whores they sunk onto the size of desert plates. I mean you know you can you can check out these lyrics and and, and, and make of them what you will and it, it's quite a brief song as well I think it's a snatch over four minutes and it kind of comes and goes and you know the abiding memory is just small town girl like you know <laughs> it's this, this anchor that kind of keeps you in a certain space I mean any 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 further thoughts on Brandenburg Gate, John?
1: Well, not a lot really. Cause no. Not the the, the song because this is the thing about the whole album and why, like it as a, it itself as a as a concept is perhaps more interesting than its execution. Mm. Is that you know that these are you know Metallica must you know in their fifties at least, and so like the desire to actually be to. Be, to be genuinely shocking or the ability to be genuinely shocking or subversive or actually trying to push things on has gone. You can't push things on in your fifties and your seventies. It's just a fact because what you're trying to push on is from 25 years ago, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, and if this album had been made in 1991, yeah, it would have been mad as fuck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, potentially people would be going, Oh my God, do you remember when Lou Reed and Metallica changed metal? (laughs) And was like, oh yeah yeah we did didn't wasn't that amazing you know what i mean like but right. and then you know it, it's it was done a, a long time later when it was just oh did you see when lou reed and metallica like you know played live for three days in the studio and yeah. recorded 48 songs you know it's oh oh i've not heard that oh don't listen to it all there's a couple of tracks here you go mm-hmm. um you know it's one of these things that you know if you could wave a magic wand and make things happen at a different era i would i would make this happen after the black album
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, this would have been an amazing follow-up to the Black Album. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. just to
1: pi- just to piss off every record executive in the history of, in like you know in uh, in Scope Records or whoever they were with at the yeah, time. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indigo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it, it it would have been it would have changed 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 music as we know it. But you know, mm. as it was, it up being kind of bland Mm -hmm. and um, you know these
0: uh, obviously we're going through every single song and Lulu's really the only Metallica album that I don't know kind of back to front as well as I know all the rest so it's going to be fun um, going through this huge song journey seeing these odd songs crop up here and there and getting dig deep because I don't really know that well I I think Junior Dad is like 12 minutes or something like there's some long songs on there that are are a lot like this like they're just riffs and Lou. you know there's not much singing I don't think there's many guitar solos either they're just kind of like the band existing as a whole but um i mean john i always close with the same question i'm, I'm i don't think we spoke about it before. Have, have you ever seen metallica live
1: have i ever um no, no i haven't ever i've not seen metallica live um mainly because when i was you know the, going to gigs as a young man uh, they were not the sort of thing that i'd sort sure. of pay to, to go and see and when i was going to gigs as 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 a, as a proper adult um they were charging far more money than I would be ever willing to pay to 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 go to watch people make noise mm-hmm. um, with instruments for two hours. And um, no, I have se- I have seen Megadeth though quite a few times. Oh, right. And of course, David Stayman was in Metallica for eight minutes. I've got,
0: yeah, yeah. Of course he was. Of course he was. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's rubbing his hands with glee at Lulu and just being like you know. But uh, he's. Uh, yeah. And
1: he's. St- I won't I won't name the person but I know someone who was uh, uh on tour with Dave Mustaine and Megadeth recently hmm. and apparently he's still he's still bitter Wow Wow yeah. why,
0: why wouldn't you be but I guess yeah just, uh, <laughs> Don't uh... worry, I'm in Megadeth Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um... you're more respected than them now <laughs> They they won a Grammy recently, didn't they? Make I know that doesn't really mean anything, but I I think I think they won a Grammy recently as well. But um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, uh, I've promised it before, but me and, um, you know, you know Terminal, don't you, the Battler? You know Terminal. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. me and him, Adam, are going to do a history of Metallica and Megadeth very soon on the show. So that should be a very interesting episode as well. But, um, yeah, I guess I want to wrap up by urging people to watch Sherpa's rap battles. Um, John is, is also a, a, a battle rapper. As I may have mentioned on, on the podcast before, I'm obsessed with battle rap as well. Um, are you battling soon, John?
1: I am indeed, Tom. You know, I've I've had a uh, uh, not I won't say long, but I've had a very tawdry career in battle rap in you that. Have... You know, for every battle I've had released, I've had a, at least one either abandoned, the footage lost, the footage recorded over, whatever. But I but I'm determined for these two to to actually come out. I'm battling visceral in two weeks' time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on King of the Ronalds in Manchester. No, no one and knows then... what we're
0: talking about right now, but it, it's all good. Let's no one that. does. <laughs>
1: No, there there'll be there be some crossover Tom. There, a... and uh, yeah, and um I'm then battling, I believe he's now only called milky, I'm on the next in line two card, which is I mean yeah, that's like the sonosphere of battle rap,
0: so that is uh, to put in yeah, our yeah definitely of um, but yeah that that's that's fucking awesome, of course, I'll put the uh, links in the description, and I guess finally john, like your 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 assorted metal musings, where can people find your writing
1: um the circle bit the circlepit dot com is where I did most of my best stuff I'd say. Mm. Definitely. Thecirclepit dot com. Shout out Mike every day. Yeah. Yep, yep. Top sure.
0: guy. Shout out Mike. Um and um yeah, this has been great uh, going through Brandenburg Gate. I want to urge people in the comments, uh, you know, tweet us as well, let us know what you think of this song. Of course, get at me again, MetallicaPodygm.com, if you want to come on for a more traditional Metallica number, if you want to come on for the next Lulu song, which I believe is Dragon, if people know that song. I think that's the next one coming up in a few months' time or whatever that is. But um John, this has been great to have you on, man. Thank you for joining me.
1: It's been a pleasure, Tom, as always.